This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I told you I'm not in the mood to be serious on this edition of the show. And so instead, we've thrown the question out there because Arson Judge will need walk-up music. When he signs that fat free agent deal, he's going to need some music to get him up to home plate, where, of course, he will hit the fiery home runs. He'll hit liners to the hot corner. (laughs) Oh, there's so many endorsement deals. Scorching line drives. Wait, scorching line drives to the hot corner. Exactly. That's fantastic. Jay and I have ESP. Uh, So we are on the same page there. I found the fire emoji. So, yes, uh, Arson Judge needs walk-up music. What songs should we recommend once he signs that big free agent deal? Let's hear your suggestions. So I just put the post up on our Facebook page. Thank you. We're already getting some good responses uh, to our other posts on Facebook. You weren't even waiting for me to put the post up. Oh, it looks so good, Jay. Wait till you see it. I every now and then I'm pretty good at this Twitter thing and this Facebook thing. Not always, but sometimes. And we're getting all kinds of responses already on Twitter as well. A law radio. Oh my gosh, Jay. Should I read them? Should I wait? Should we retweet them? Should we just play them? Because we could do this all night. I'd like to hear a couple early ones. Would you? This is fantastic from Amy. Great balls of fire. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Yeah, that's absolutely Top Gun. That's probably the first place I ever heard it. Oh, my goodness. Mike says the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. (laughs) I figured that one would get in there relatively sooner rather than later. I don't even know who that is. That's the only line I know from that song, but that's it. Carl also says the roof is on fire. And then Chris goes with the doors, light my fire. (laughs) These are uh, not a lot of songs that I would be able to tell you more than just one or two lines, uh, but that's it. So, yes, the post is up. Producer Jay included the fire emojis because I somehow forgot them on my original Twitter post like a dodo. But on Facebook, they are there because, of course, on Facebook you can edit. So while you're on either one of our social media sites – We encourage you to send us your Arson Judge walk-up music. But in addition to that, uh, we're looking for your questions for Ask Amy Anything. So uh, you can find us on either Twitter or Facebook. Some people prefer both because they think it gives them a better chance to have their question read. JD, ever notice that? There are some people that do both Twitter and Facebook. I feel as though you should give them an A for effort and they should go to the head of the class. Because if they find us on both sites... That's pretty impressive. I'm, I'm about quality, not quantity, though. So, Wow, are you? Yeah. So when it comes to time with people that you care about, that's how you go, too? It doesn't matter how much time. It only matters whether or not it's quality time? I don't know. I hadn't thought that deep about it. Oh. But. I mean, is it a deep question? <laughs> I, was, I was more just. I just caught Jay completely off guard. 
I put him on the spot, and he got very flustered. <laughs> I'm baffled. He's stuttering. It's after hours with... I like to make Jay stutter. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, Rocket can. The latest update is that neither Aaron Judge nor Arson Judge uh, have a free agent deal yet. There are reportedly offers on the table, and the one that we've seen from the Giants, again, this is reports. I I tell you all the time, especially during NFL free agency, during the run-up to the draft, only believe half of what you read and even less of what you hear because there are a lot of insiders, a lot of reporters who are used, the media is used to promulgate theories and to distribute numbers as a ploy by either agents or teams. And I hope that's not what happened to John Heyman. Well, the arson part is on him. He burned himself down on Tuesday. I hope that's not what happened, that he got used. I hope that he's smarter than that, meaning you got to know who you can trust in this business and whether or not you should use the information. He was obviously in a hurry to put it out there because otherwise he would have checked the spelling of his tweet before he posted it. And it was a full three minutes before he realized it too. Uh, Jay, you don't tweet very often, do you? No, not really anymore. And you don't, I use your Facebook page more than you do. Accurate. Which is very sad. I'm not proud of that fact, but it's very sad. Do you, when you send a text, go back and read it to be sure that you don't have any errors or do you not care? Um, yeah, I guess I'll look over it, depending on the importance of it or how quick it is. But if it's like a serious text, like I'm, I'm breaking news on Aaron Judge, yeah, I'd probably look Well, what it. about when you're writing to people to invite them on the show? Do you read your texts back yeah, before you send yeah, them? normally, yeah. All right, so if it's a professional thing, which is weird to say that texts would be professional, but you know what I'm saying. I always read my emails back because I, and it depends on what the context is, but sometimes it's just an email that I, I'm sending to a potential employer or someone that you know, might hire me for Facebook, or Facebook, haha, for play-by-play or something else. And I, I want to make sure there's no errors, not just spelling, but syntax errors, punctuation errors. But also, I tend to get emotional sometimes when I'm fired up about something. And so very often I'll go back and read a email or a text or a tweet to be sure that I want to say what I just typed. A lot of times I'll go back and delete Entire lines, like, you don't need to include that. That's not important information. Get straight to the point, because I also tend to take the scenic route. So I always read it before I send it, but clearly that's not the case. A lot of times people are in a hurry, and it seems like Heyman was in a hurry. Hurry up, Heyman, uh, to get this tweet out there. And thus, Arson Judge was born. (laughs) So on Twitter or Facebook, we're looking for walk-up music for Arson Judge. Did I already say this? Okay, I did. Good. Uh, We don't have any information about Arson or Aaron, but we do have information about some of the other free agent signings that were making news, making headlines in the last few hours from San Diego and the winter meetings. The Phillies continue to be active. We were talking about Trey Turner and his $300 million deal. That's with the Phillies over 11 years. They also pilfer Taiwan Walker from the New York Mets. 
And so Walker, who's a righty who was really consistent this year, they give him a four-year, $72 million contract. They bring in a, a lefty reliever as well. So they're going for broke here. After getting a taste of the World Series, they're ready to go all the way in, in 2023. Walker's coming off essentially a career year in 22. Started nearly 30 games. An ERA under three and a half. 132 strikeouts. Only 45 walks. Now, he's a journeyman. This is five major league teams that he's played for. But like we were just saying about Ryan Fitzpatrick, if teams continue to want you, then you must be doing something right. So he stays in the division. You know what? It was, I was thinking about this on Tuesday morning. Don't ask me why I was thinking about work or really thinking about sports when I was away from work. Um, but I was thinking about the trajectory of the some of these players who leave the NL East, go somewhere else, and then return to the NL East. Right? So Trey Turner and Max Scherzer got traded from the Nationals when they were having, would you call it a fire sale last year? Yeah, I would. So they got traded to the Dodgers. Remember the Dodgers got in under the wire and were able to get them both when they appeared to be, actually Max appeared to be headed to San Diego. And then it was Max and it was Trey. They go to Los Angeles. Now they're both back in the NL East. Max with the Mets and Trey with the, with the Phillies. So <laughs> that's kind of interesting. But there are other ties too where you see players that leave the division and then turn around and go back. I just think that that's fascinating. So Taiwan Walker, another pickup for the Philadelphia Phillies. Rob Thompson is making the rounds at the winter meetings, and he did an interview with MLB Network. And he looks back to that moment when he became the manager and what changed after that. When we signed Schwarber and, and Castellanos in spring training, we knew that we had a good rotation, good bullpen. We knew that we were going to score runs. We really thought good about it our club coming out of spring and we got off to a little bit of a bad start and, and you know, we had high expectations and, and we lost a little confidence and then we hit May and it was like the toughest part of our schedule. We had the die. We had all the West coast teams, the Mets, Atlanta, I mean, all these teams and, and uh, we didn't have a very good month. And then June hit, we make the move. Uh, I, come in at the perfect time we go through the easiest part of our schedule and, and we start winning ball games we start playing the way we thought we were going to play coming out of spring training and guys start getting confidence and just kind of snowballed from there and they continue to add pieces on a spending spree right now are the philadelphia phillies the chicago cubs appear to be getting serious about major league baseball again too about winning in major league baseball again because they have agreed to a one-year deal with cody bellinger former national league mvp and i know the last two years his batting average has been rough he struggled at the plate at times but he's still the same guy that won the mvp and i have thought sometimes when i watch cody that it's a lot of mental with him that he's got the yips essentially you know when a golfer can't hit a drive straight to save his life? He's got the yips. He's shanking it because he's having swing thoughts that are not calm. They're, they're not about hitting the ball. His brain is a mess. And Cody, in turn, pressing, 
anxious, not able to find that groove that helped him win an MVP and helped him to be such a important part of what the Dodgers did in reaching multiple World Series, but obviously winning in 2020. So after the 2019 season, he was the MVP. 47 homers, 115 RBI, and also had a handful of stolen bases in there. But he has struggled since then. Still a good defender. And David Ross actually was live on MLB Network when the news broke about Bellinger joining his team. Congratulations on Cody Bellinger. We've got breaking news. You're welcome. Really? Nice. Yeah, you're welcome. That nice. just happened? <laughs> yeah. Did it really? Just happened. Nice. John Heyman reported. I All right. Got that well, you, in my got, you guys are in the know. Like, <laughs> okay, well, okay. Oh, I dear. Can't <laughs> there you can. Yes, you can, Ross. He will totally allow it. Feels the only one watching. Uh, so, of course. How did our media it, people let me on this show? <laughs> <laughs> so David Ross finds out in real time about Cody Bellinger. And I think looking at what the Cubs have done, you want to talk about burning it down. This was a job for Arson Judge. I'm sorry. I can't stop. There's something wrong with me. I, I, <laughs> it definitely was the work of Aaron Judge. I mean, Arson Judge. Now, see, Aaron's the one that feels foreign now. Remember, Kyle Schwarber, he's on to the Phillies. Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees. Chris Bryant, is he still with the Giants? Did he go? Where'd he go? Rockies, thank you. Oh, that's right. He took that job with the Rockies. But he was with the Giants briefly, right? Yeah, he got, got really traded there. The yep, yeah, and then went to... Oh, that's right. We all wondered why. Exactly. Yeah, it's and a little... And then he barely played last year. Yeah, it's a little bit like the the re- reaction to the Live Tour. Why would you leave the PGA and go to Live? Well, because they're paying you a boatload of money. Yes. And then Javier Baez. So all of those cornerstone young players who were part of the World Series winner, they are now elsewhere. And so they've, they're they kind of starting over in Chicago. Last year was a total wash. They were essentially cleaning house again. And now they're trying to retool this roster, reload this roster, doing it with Cody Bellinger on a one-year deal. So we'll see. I, I just, it's crazy to me because... They had all that incredible young talent. Maybe they felt like they weren't going anywhere as so they thought they could get guys in return, but you're essentially going back to a point where you're bringing in guys like them. So I don't know. Sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side. We still have multiple free agents that are available. And so Trey Turner was the one, the, the first domino to drop. But obviously, there are others out there. Carlos Correa. Also, you think about Xander Bogarts, too, is on that list, and Dansby Swanson. Do you think the Atlanta Braves fans can handle losing two stars in two years like that? Ooh, that'd be tough. To lose both Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson back-to-back years. Two homegrown guys. Oh, and Dansby's amazing, as is Freddie. Obviously, everyone loves Freddie. Scott Boris, he's always trying to generate headlines. He's the the agent, the agent who makes waves in Major League Baseball. And I don't I, see. To me, it doesn't feel like a good fit. But he says that the Twins do, in fact, want to keep Carlos Correa in the fold. 
I don't go by mid-market. I go by owners, and their owners in the top ten of wealth. And so yep. we have a yep. category where they have capacity. The other thing is that, you know, Minnesota is the land of 10,000 lakes. Well, right now they're fishing in the ocean. So oh, the reality of it is, is that. Stop! Yes. And so, that's worse so, than the arson judge jokes. That's, even, that's worse than arson judge. At least arson judge is funny. This is. Scott Boris is not funny. <laughs> and a lot of people blame him for the fact that the free agent market escalates so incredibly year after year that there are teams that can't afford to be in on some of these players. And so you do have the major disparity in baseball. Um, yes, they have the luxury tax. Yes, they have the threshold. And there are some teams that don't want to go over that anymore. But that's not the case with the team's at the top that we know about that spend a lot of money, the Yankees, now the Mets, well, clearly the Phillies, the Padres, the Dodgers. Am I missing any teams? The Red Sox in the past have been big spenders. Who else are big spenders? Uh, I, I guess the I Giants the are about to be. There. Yeah, the the Rangers have doled out a lot of money. It's really not working yet, but they have. The, the Giants obviously are willing to spend a hell of a lot of money for Aaron Judge. I can't even say it now with a straight face. <laughs> Jay, we're getting bombarded by song suggestions. Are you seeing this? Oh, I, my goodness. I think my favorite one, Nelly, so far. I think my favorite suggestion is Nelly. Promise me you're going to play it when we have a chance. We got to try this on for size. Arson Judge, his walk-up music. He needs some. He's <laughs> Or some Billy Joel. Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite Billy Joel songs. <laughs> so good. So good. You guys are awesome. You're such good sports. So find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. My tweet is up. It's it's also on our show, Twitter, After Hours CBS, and also on our Facebook page. We're asking you to send your suggestions because Aaron Judge, he's got walk-up music, but his alter ego, Arson Judge... He needs some. Is Arson Judge like a puppet? <laughs> can you sing this song? Because I actually can sing most of those words. There was a time in like late high school where I got pretty close to knowing all the words. It was like a thing I really wanted to do, but it's it been was, a while. That was one of your goals? It really, it really Instead was. Instead of getting straight A's, you were busy oh, memorizing Billy Joel come on, lyrics? what's more important? Let's go. <laughs> oh. I you had to know the words of this song. Let's go about memorizing Billy Joel. <laughs> it's been a while. I don't think I could do it anymore, but I was pretty close. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are cray right now. You're cray. You're blowing up our Twitter and Facebook, which is fun. So Jay's watching. He's paying attention. He'll retweet some and uh, he'll play the best suggestions for Arson Judge walk up music. Have I really spent the last hour and a half talking about a fake character? I think I have. <laughs> Fake? <laughs> well, not anymore. He's a real thing, according to social media. That's <laughs> just so sad. <laughs> the New York Jakeys. <laughs> the, oh, the, the New York Jakeys and their superstar, Arson Judge, need walk-up music. Please help us out. It's the Hump Show, After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Love is a burning thing. 
And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns the ring of fire, the ring of fire. Just in general, could you imagine a Major League Baseball player walking up to the plate to the Johnny Cash music? Could you, I, I wonder how many of them even. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts. Know who Johnny Cash is. We know Cody Bellinger didn't know who Seinfeld was, so... <laughs> That's unforgivable. That's why he's no longer in L.A. <laughs> Honestly, you had to get out of there. Get me in a town like L.A. and not know the is. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Producer Jay tells me that's his personal favorite. His personal choice for Arson Judge walk-up music is Johnny Cash, The Ring of Fire. How in the world do you know Johnny Cash? I try to introduce you to country music, and you tell me it's you don't like it. That's I don't consider Johnny Cash. That's like, I, I mean, the country music, I'm, I'm not I'm into like... Luke Bryant or or who the other Brian, you Brian, whatever. They all sound the same. uh, Oh yes, Luke Bryant sounds just like Faith Hill. Well, I mean, no, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. I like Johnny Cash, so yeah, or like Southern Rock. You know, I I like that. (laughs) It's not country. No, it's it's Southern Rock. A little different. Although Johnny Cash is more on the countryside, but yeah, he is. You think he's an iconic country music artist, though? You know. Uh, no, I eh. don't know. Stop it. He's like the king of country music, for heaven's sakes. No. <laughs> All right, Jay. Jay's trying to tell me about country music now. It's after hours here I've been on to the C- Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh huh. And? It, I actually enjoyed it. I had a good time. They had a huge Taylor Swift entire hall, which I don't think she's really. Well, I guess she oh, used no, no. to be. She denounced but, country music. Right, but they still contributed an entire hall of the Hall of Fame to her. Well, because she got her start in country music with a yeah. song about Tim McGraw. But she told him to get lost. Is that what happened? Apparently. She quit them, not the other way around. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they still, like, give her all this attention, though. Huh. Let her go. All right. I love how many opinions you have about country music. Although when I play it I'm for you. I'm sticking up for it. Yeah, right. When I play it for you, you're like, eh. Well, I told you that some of the things you showed me were okay, but I'm uh-huh. never going to really put it on myself, no. It's just uh, not what I, not my go-to. Even when your host asks for it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Never. So, you can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, and we're not only taking your arson judge walk-up music suggestions, and some of them are fire, for sure, uh, but we're also getting your votes, your last few votes for TD of the Week. And while you're there, might as well throw in a question for Ask Amy Anything. What's the harm? (laughs) We don't have anything more to report in terms of Aaron Judge, Uh, so it's still his decision. It's on him and his wife 
I don't know if you saw, there was an interview that he did with, I'll have to come up, oh, shoot, which magazine was it? Let's see. Um, it, the quotes were out there. Aaron Judge interview magazine. <laughs> I'm Googling it. Uh, oh, Time. It was a Time magazine interview in which he was named the 2022 Athlete of the Year because of his record home run season. And... What he said was, he said a couple of quotes that he thought were going to get him in trouble, which I think is kind of funny. His wife was his high school sweetheart. And I guess in 2010, he made the prediction that Sam would be his wife and he would be playing Major League Baseball for the San Francisco Giants. And so he told Time Magazine this and said, Oh, no, just wait till that gets out. Or, oh, no, don't let that get out. Uh, so that was kind of funny that he said that. But that goes back to something that he said in high school when when he was dating Sam and and uh, he wanted to marry. I'm glad he put that first. I want, I'm going to be married to Sam and I'm going to be playing for the New York Giants. Uh, so that's the May issue uh, of uh, Time Magazine. So anyway, um, maybe not May. Couldn't be May. Duh. It's the most recent issue of Time Magazine. Anyway, so so he's got this decision to make, he and his wife and his family, and maybe it comes down to money and maybe it doesn't. Maybe it is about playing for a team that he grew up watching and cheering for. Isn't that why Garrett Cole ultimately ended up with the Yankees? Because he wanted to pitch for the team that he grew up for or he grew up rooting for. And also they had originally drafted him out of high school and then he decided he would go to play college ball instead who knows I don't there's going to be a lot of money involved so I don't necessarily know that it comes down to the dollars and cents though that is very often what the union expects of these players is that they take the highest offer because they believe it advances the market I don't love that because I, I feel as though sometimes if all you do is take top dollar you are putting aside what you want to do so I hope none of these athletes actually would take a higher dollar offer if it's someplace they don't want to go. And here's a question. I know the Giants have won multiple World Series. They have. And not that long ago, in the last 15 years, right? They won three titles. When were they? 10, 12, and 14? 14? Yep. Yeah. So they've got a recent history of success, and they won the NL West in 2021, holding off the Dodgers in a battle that went all the way to the end of the regular season. Now, this year was a mess, but... They do have a, a, a successful track record, even recently. Maybe the Giants do give you a better chance to be a World Series champion. Because to me, that would be the number one thing. A, where I feel like I'm wanted. B, do I have a chance to win? Because you only have a limited window. Even in baseball, even with a 10-year contract, you have a limited window in which to be great at your craft and play on the World Series stage, which Aaron Judge has been denied recently uh, in a Yankees uniform. That hasn't happened with the New York Yankees. So maybe they feel like or he feels like that they could go somewhere else and have a better shot at it. But those would be my top two considerations. Where do I want to play in terms of city, in terms of team? Where do I feel most appreciated and, and wanted? And also, you know, can I win there? I'm not, but I don't care much about money. So money's never been a big driving motivation for me, but I know that's not the same for everyone. No, I mean, it, it's everybody's a little bit different in this. Again, it, the money aspect of it, like he's going to get paid. It's not a question of, you know, if you're talking about, you know, 380 to 360, three, I mean, 
at that point, I realized it's still $20 million. And, and to 20 you and I, that's a lifetime of money. To but. anybody, yeah. Like, And I get it. And to him, it's still $20 million. So like, I understand it from that aspect of it. But when you try to look at quality of life and all the other different things that you want, mm -hmm. I would say over a you know eight, nine, ten year span, I would think more than just you know three or four percent of what you're going to make should be your driving force on that regard. So if you're talking about three sixty to three eighty, to me that's not enough to say. Well, I, now I got to live somewhere I don't want to live. I don't want to live exactly. You know, and, and play that's, somewhere I don't want to play. That's something that's to, to me that would be enormous. Like you know, where do you want to go and where mm -hmm. do you want to be? These two options are simply where's he been for the last ten years and does he want to go home? I think about Chris Bryant last year. Now, maybe maybe Chris Bryant loves Denver, and maybe Chris Bryant desperately wanted to live in Denver. But by going to Colorado, he had to know they that he was going the opposite direction of a winning team because Colorado had just gotten rid of a bunch of pieces, right? Mm -hmm. they, they weren't looking to put him in, insert him into the lineup as the last piece they needed to win a World Series. And in that NL West division, they weren't going to crack the top of that division, not with the Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres. And so in that situation, you wonder, did he just really want to live in Denver or is it really about, I'm going to go where I can make the most money and I don't care if I can win right now because I already have a ring, right? He already has a ring. You're right. And I he also didn't have a giant market from what it seems like, too. So that's part of it. So not, See, again, Chris Bryant, like, that contract that he got seemed to come out of left field, and it didn't seem like there were a lot of suitors. So if you're talking about the difference between getting, you know, again, pull numbers out of the sky, you're talking about getting an eight-year deal at $320 million, or you can get a six-year deal at 210 now we're talking about life-altering yes, money, and true. you know, for that's you know true. your kids and generations down the line. I mean, hundred million dollars, a hundred million dollars. That's that's different. That's hard to walk fathom. away. So when we're talking about little things, like I said, Judge is at the top of the market. He's the biggest free agent there. He's gonna get paid. Chris Bryant was in a little bit of a different scenario. Now I wouldn't necessarily go down that road. I've also never had someone offer me two hundred million dollars <laughs> for anything that I've ever done. So it's their loss. It's for me. It's like I get it. It's, it's both ways. But like Chris Bryant, I, I don't feel like there were teams lining up. I feel like it was kind of looked at as, uh, where's he going to go? And no one saw the Rockies. My hand up in the air. I didn't see the Rockies mm -mm. coming out of the sky either. Maybe he didn't either. No, and I think <laughs> it could have been that he got bowled over. And you know what? Sometimes players do think, too, not only to get the money that you can get and it's in, in your hand and these are guaranteed contracts, yes. but it's also the wink-wink. Hey, look, if things really go, go south in Colorado in a couple of years, they'll look to trade you anyway, and you're going to wind up finishing out your contract that you already have with this money on a winner anyway because somebody else will want you. So there is that aspect of it, too. Like, hey, if it's really that bad in two years, trust me, the Rockies don't want to pay you this money if they're going to stink. So there is an aspect. Some players, just give me the money, and I'll figure out three years from now. All that being said, I'm still far more interested in arson, Judge, and we <laughs> have decided. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. He needs walk-up music. Arson Judge needs walk-up music. So we've come up with our songs that we like. For instance, Great Balls of Fire. Uh, Jay just dropped some Johnny Cash with the Ring of Fire. Mm. I think my favorite suggestion so far is Nelly, It's Getting Hot in Here. Right. So do you have any great fire songs um. to offer as suggestions for Arson Judge when he signs his big contract with the New York Giants? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, you want to do a little fuel for Metallica? That might work. Oh, okay. It's the first one I could think of. I Johnny Cash was the first one that came to mind, but. I should have known that. OMG, oh my ears. <laughs> what does this have to do with fire? 
the name of the song's Fuel. Uh, it starts off. Does it have words? Well, yeah, Jay didn't play the words. It actually starts with words um, and then goes into that. He skipped that part. I got the instrumental I forgot, on me. Whatever. That's all right. I was going to say the first words are, you know, give me fuel, give me fire. Whatever. Give me that which whatever, I desire. Yeah, whatever I ask. <laughs> and then that, yes. Whenever I ask Marco for music, I forgot it comes from a place where. I I know I'm not I, familiar. Like I said, well, possibly, but I think I'm eclectic. <laughs> the first thing I thought of was Ring of Fire with Johnny Cash, which is not exactly my thing, but it's um, true. It's true. I, I, now you know, you know, you gave me like four or five. Now I can't get a bunch of them out of my head. I can't get Nelly out of my head now. Well, I mean, <laughs> which again, not really my thing. You're welcome. Anyway, if you have some more to suggest, we're all about it. I'm I'm not letting this arson judge thing die because I'm I'm not kidding. I'm more interested now in arson than I am here. <laughs> there we go. I do have a couple people suggest Kenny Kenny Perry. There, see, there's my submission, Katy Perry. What Kenny just G like, have any uh, fire like songs? Fire. No. I can Is there fire in the does. elevator? He's fire on the trumpet. Fire in the elevator. Well, it's elevator music. Oh, <laughs> you do not want to fire in the elevator. That's bad news. I watch Chicago That's, Fire. I know all about this. Yeah, that would probably be a problem. That would be. All right. You can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, on our Facebook page, too. Send your questions for Ask Amy. Take our poll. We need Arson Judge walk-up music. At some point in the show, I promise I'll be serious. Maybe. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Baker in the shotgun. A former number one pick takes the snap. Mayfield steps up. He's got a lane. Touchdown! Baker Mayfield, who fires the ball against the back wall. Hungry for a taste of the most delicious audio of the night? You came to the right place. It's time for Bite Me with Amy Lawrence. Here's Amy Lawrence. That was fast. No, not Arson Judge blowing up Twitter. But Baker Mayfield finding a new home. And are you kidding me? He might actually start for the Rams on Thursday night. I guess that will be something for Al Michaels to talk about on Amazon Prime. Seriously, that's how bad it's gotten. And I'm, this is not a referendum on Baker. This is a referendum on you bring in a quarterback on a Tuesday to pass a physical and try to get acclimated to your facilities, as in where's the bathroom and here are my new teammates, and then you're going to start the guy on Thursday? Wow. That seems like asking for trouble, but how much worse can it get with the defending Super Bowl champions? Who was the highlight with? Was that Panthers or was that he didn't have any highlights with the Panthers? All right. So Panthers Radio Network. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. The offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams under Sean McVay is Liam Cohen. And he was talking about their new acquisition. Obviously watched some film, talked to some people that um, had obviously been around him some and only heard great things about him as a person, as a teammate. And um, we know as a competitor, he's the type of guy that uh, is going to go out and compete his, you know, his tail off. And, um, you know, glad to have him in the, in the room for sure. Well, I'm glad that Baker's found a new home. What effect, though? He's in his fifth season. This is his third team, and he's still under his rookie deal. Does he bring baggage? How does he affect the quarterback room with L.A.? 
It's just kind of acquiring talent, to be honest. I mean, acquiring somebody to come in and evaluate um, him, but also our offense, you know, continuing to uh, evaluate the offense, the other players. Um, just it's more so about acquiring talent and just getting somebody in here, you know, that we can continue to, you know, develop some competitive nature within the room. And uh, those guys are all great about it. Baker definitely has that. Sometimes he's too competitive for his own good. According to the Panthers and their interim head coach, Steve Wilkes, Mayfield wasn't cut in a blindside move. This wasn't Survivor, and he was cut without knowing what was coming. The two sides actually agreed to this, and Mayfield asked to be waived when he found out that he would no longer be the starter. By the way, the Niners did not put in a waiver claim on Baker Mayfield. So it w- it, they would have been blocked anyway because there were other teams that did it, but the Niners were not one of them. The Rams were the the team with the worst record who were able to claim him, and they inherit only a million and well, a million and a third, a $1.35 million on his contract. So it's a relatively cheap and easy move for them. And he was going to arrive in L.A. Tuesday night just a couple hours ago. And it's not so, but how quickly can they get him on the field? From what I understand, he's a really sharp dude, and uh, I'm sure he's picked up multiple different systems, obviously, in his time playing professional football and um, what that is exactly, what that looks like exactly to what we've been doing for the last few weeks. Um, couldn't really tell you, but uh, got to believe he's going to be able to come in and, and pick things up pretty quickly. Rams offensive coordinator Liam Cohen. Yeah, he's smart. We know Baker's a smart dude. That's never been his issue. So they could go from John Wolford to to Baker Mayfield because Matthew Stafford is on IR. He's got that spinal cord contusion, and most of the reports have him out for the rest of the year. I don't know why you would bring Stafford back. There doesn't seem to be a reason for that unless he's desperate to play, but you don't have anything to play for at this point. Um, He got hurt in that week 11 loss to New Orleans and initially was in concussion protocol, though Sean McVay told us over and over he did not have a concussion. He would be eligible to return in week 17, so there'd be two games left to go in the regular season. But I don't know why, if you're Sean McVay, you would put your franchise quarterback in that situation for no reason. There's nothing to be gained by putting Matthew Stafford back out there and really only negatives. And so they start John Wolford, and he was actually having to be checked out multiple times by the medical staff during their game against the Seahawks this past weekend. Um, He's listed on the injury report himself with a neck problem and was only a limited participant in practice on Tuesday. So there's the idea and where it comes from that they might see Baker on the field sooner rather than later. They also have Bryce Perkins. He's the guy who started in the Chiefs game going back to week number 12. So it's been a revolving door, a la Carolina Panthers. I mean, it's it's been a mess this year for them at quarterback. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Raheem Morris is the defensive coordinator with the Rams now, though he's made the rounds in the NFL. What does Baker bring to the team? He was always a mobile. He was always active. He was always one of those guys that can make plays. He was a playmaker. Um, he's always been one of those kind of guys, you know, obviously has some fall off in Cleveland. Um, obviously has some fall off um, with Carolina. We guess I didn't play. We didn't play against him, as you guys know, but I've um, got a lot of respect for him. You know, this guy was a really good, you know, football player, um, brought Cleveland from 
pretty much the ashes, you know, and um, um, and this game is sometimes thankless. And, uh, you know, we get a chance to acquire a guy that's got nothing to lose and something to prove is always awesome. Raheem Morris talking about Baker Mayfield. So now he becomes a member of the Los Angeles Rams and his journey, the saga in the 2022 calendar year, yet another stop. This blows me away. Think about where we were 12 months ago with Baker Mayfield or even at the beginning of this year, right? The Browns didn't make the playoffs again. He was headed for shoulder surgery. Was it shoulder surgery? It was, right? He was headed for shoulder surgery because he played the second half of the year with the Browns when he was banged up and hurt. And there have obviously been questions about whether or not he should have been playing. And maybe hindsight being 2020, he hurt himself more than he helped the Browns by continuing to play. I admire the competitiveness, though. I admire that, not to the detriment of yourself, I I know there has to be a fine line there, but how many times do we see football players of every position, not just quarterback, go out there and suck it up? I mean, Aaron Rodgers playing, or Arson Rodgers. <laughs> that fits him so He's well. He's got to be Arson Rodgers. He's Arson Rodgers. Uh, how many times have we seen him play with a broken thumb? Matthew Stafford has played hurt before as well. Tony Romo was playing with a broken back. I mean, there there is so many different guys who – at the quarterback position alone are out there with all types of maladies. Um, but that's football. At this point in the season, if you play fantasy football, if you don't, whatever it is, you know that the majority of guys are dealing with maladies of some sort and very few players, uh, unless they're lightly used, are in a place where everything feels great. So I... I understand why Baker did it. He wanted to see the Browns turn a corner and get better. That's where he started 22. And, and now he's in Los Angeles, his third stop. Wow. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts.